Welcome to the show, guys. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome. We got a special guest in the house. We have Yoshi in the house. <laughs> it sounds real pathetic now. There's really only one person clapping. Yeah, man. Last time you were here, was there a full table of uh, people on the show? Or I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not. In, <laughs> I'm not into embarrassing people but what what happened <laughs> uh yeah um essentially Katie, well, do, do me do me a favor go uh, I, I know it's your show sorry to take no control, not at all no. you're but, guess. Um, but going back even earlier than that when you you know um i mean if you go day one when you, when you had everyone yeah you, yeah can you mention everyone who were on the show at one point oh man at the, peak of, at the peak of it so we had randy coming in very frequently almost every week so randy puga we had a guy named anthony come in and draw us yeah he was our oh, artist yeah. in the corner we had prime kenton, oh that's right kenton yeah shane shane <laughs> i guess you could put shane there. shane was there for the beginning very beginning uh katie cody weebs and that's too. And Cheech, myself. I, f- I also forgot the guy that went to Colorado. Well, that's Kenton. Kenton. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, a good yeah. guy. He was a great I'm very, guy. Ha- very happy for him. It looks like he's getting married or something. Or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he was already. He I think had, he is married now. He had that unlock already. I don't think he is. He I don't know. He's yeah. very close, <laughs> if not. Yeah, so we had it like, we were like the Wu Tang clan. We we're like eight deep. Yeah. And, uh, we had like a lot of. Um, Some of them died. <laughs> uh, but no, Wait, did, just, did somebody die? No, no okay. <laughs> wish. make it way cooler. You probably think some some of them should die. Yeah, no. uh, I don't wish it will on anybody. Just you know, just um, death. <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, people just have to do what they have to do. I'm yeah. not gonna. I can't. Cody um, moved. Cody yeah. moved to Vegas. I'm gonna see him this weekend. Really? I'm going to Vegas. So. Yeah, Are you staying should. at his house? Or does he have a house? I mean, <laughs> are you, are you, are you gonna... stay with him? Are you crashing with him? No, I, I have a couple places I could stay in Vegas. Uh, okay, oh. it'd be nice to see him though. Mm. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> no, I like Cody. I've always liked him. He's it, it is sad because um, what I remember when I first met Ernie and uh, Talking Shit podcast. Yeah. Even going back to, on the first time I, uh, I was on. When Jim Jeffries, you know, to to see from that day to this day where, you know, people slowly, you know, in and out yeah. leave, you know. Yeah. It's a shame. But what can you, at the end of the day, I, I mean, we can't, we've been doing this show for a while and I understand why people just get tired and burned out on it. And I think that's what's essentially happening. Yeah. Is that people are just getting burned out on it. They can't, so. they can't handle it. It's too much work. It's too much work. <laughs> you know, a lot of pointing fingers. A lot of people are blaming people for the reason why the show is not, yeah. like, amazing. They're like, well, it's because of, and you guys are not. And then it's just, uh, it is. it was a lot of that. And it's all right. I'm all right with it, <laughs> you know. And I have to say, you know, when I did that um, talking shit with Jim Jeffries, mm-hmm. 2012, shit, all, you know, almost seven years ago. Let's be honest. There's there's been a lot more podcasts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In seven years. I mean, <clears throat> back then I thought there was too many. Yeah. You know, it's like porn. There's, there's you can listen to every podcast. Mm, there's so many more. So many. It's almost like it talking shit seems like so long ago too. Like I don't yeah. like it. Kind of fell off the radar. It's just been gone for so long. Like. It's a matter of time. Some homeless guy's going to tell you that they have podcasts. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, you know, the, I've noticed this, but just me being in, in the business is that there's sure. a lot of there's like over half a million podcasts. There's like I think six or seven hundred thousand wow. podcasts. I would say six six hundred thousand podcasts in North America. 
I think I think on the iTunes store, not even in North America, just on the iTunes store, there's wow. six hundred thousand right uh, podcast, and out of that six hundred thousand, yeah, only ten percent are making money. Right, and out of that ten percent, there's one percent that's making all the money, like majority of the mo- like the making sure. millions. You know what I mean? So one percent, fuck the one percent. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's tough because, um, you know, when then that means that a lot of people are literally making a show where nobody is listening to it. We're talking right I mean, now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we like we lucked out. We have subscribers, and it's, sure. a, it's a small number. However, you it's, know, it's pretty steady. Honestly, like we've had the same people that have been listening for this whole time, and right. that's about it. <laughs> they, maybe they, maybe they just automatically subscribe and it just gets refreshed. Yeah, they're just like fuck. Uh, but you know, out of, out of all those, out of all that, like top tier uh, podcasts, there's a lot of people who are just yelling into an empty hallway. And one of the servers uh, companies, I think they're called Backtrack. Um, I'm plugging them. Whatever. It's a uh, it's an alternative to Libsyn, which is a big popular one. Um, were telling me that that they <laughs> seventy percent over seventy percent of their podcasts. Mm-hmm. Not even a hundred downloads a month. Wow! So they said basically that everyone's. If you're doing one show a week, that means you're not even getting twenty five downloads per episode. Wow! Yeah. So that sounds really crazy to me because yeah. I haven't put new episode in like three years or something. Yo, but you're you're lit, bro. You, Why, you get around. Still, you're still you, getting better than downloads than that. I'm you, sure. Yeah, that's, you get around. You get around, bro. But but I was. If someone types in Yoshi podcast, then you know your mom's house will come up. But few other ones down the road, yeah. down, they'll say, "Oh, Yoshi had a podcast. Let me listen to it." You know, but that just sounds crazy to me. That less than hundred. Yeah. Oh yeah. It is. It's it's insane. So eventually, you, can, you can't even get three a day. No. <laughs> I know it sounds ridiculous. And if you if you get over fifty thousand downloads a month, you're considered in the top. You're in the ten percent. See, this is how stupid I am because when I was on DVDSA and the Joe Rogan's podcast, I think one of the first month or second month, I think I had like 55, 60,000. Yeah. And I, uh, this is how dumb I am. I thought, oh, that, that low? I, you know, I thought, I, thought, <laughs> I thought you're supposed to get. Dude, you're killing it. I thought you're supposed to get millions. I had, because, you know, you, you, you watch Jay Leno, you know. And they're getting like. Five and a half, six million. Yeah. So yeah. I thought. That's what I was kind of thinking. And I think that Dude. you, that you were, the juggernaut that Joe Rogan is, I don't think was that at, in 2000. I mean, he was huge, but I don't think he's as huge as he is now. Like, yeah, I've, no, he's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. I, people, like, like I, I mean, I like Joe Rogan, and at the end of the day, yeah. I'm kind of... I'm not over his show because his show's great. He's, he brings still, in he's still good at what he yeah. does. It's not an every episode listen, though. But I, it's not an every no. episode listen. But I have friends of mine who are literally like, dude, I just got into a podcast, Joe Rogan, and I'm just and like, like, yeah. Bitch, well, why are you hating on Rogan? I go, I'm not hating on Rogan. How come you hate? Game. I go, it's just that you're, you're basically saying, hey, I heard about this new show called Seinfeld. I heard about this cool band yeah. called The Beatles. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So it's just like, yeah, dude, this guy is definitely i would say about all the podcast uh people who are interested in doing shows that come up to me one of their first things are like yeah well i was thinking of doing a show kind of like rogan everyone always and i'm just like he makes it look very easy he makes it look easy and i think it's not even it's not even it's no he's a media entity and he knows so many people that you have no fucking 
chance of ever getting on your show. <laughs> totally. But um, you know what? Speaking of your podcast, I don't know. It might be time to bring it back because you're about to do guest on like three huge podcasts. You could freaking get it back up and running, man. Well, what shows are you going to do this week? You just told me. Um, next week or ne- coming uh, up. Next week, I'm I'm supposed to do your mom's house. Huge. A- and then um, I'm supposed to do following week uh, Legion of Skanks. That's another J- big huge show, dude. That's and, a great show too. And I think my friend um, Andrew Manning could get me on Race Wars. Oh wow, that that'd be good. But um, I don't. I, I really don't have a very good sense of what's big, what what isn't. You know, I, I really don't know because somebody told me um, you could. No, the, the, the stuff I just mentioned are legitimately uh, popular podcasts. Oh yeah, those but, are huge. <coughs> but sometimes I do a. Top 100 podcast right now on iTunes, and sometimes I see these names like, wait, who who are these Dude, people? Uh, that's know? something very weird. Like those podcasts that you mentioned are all huge, but for some reason there's like random people in the in the top on iTunes. I'm not talking. To, I'm not even talking about top 100 comedy. Top 100 period. Yeah, and and some of them have maybe when you kind of look, uh, you know, de- uh, description of the show, and they'll have like. Maybe nine thousand people saying they love it five star. That seemed like a pretty legit. But when I see something that only have twenty five reviews, yeah, and they're like number five on the list. I just wonder, like, how the fuck is this happening? Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it's legit, but maybe it's not. Well, there, there's um, a Jonathan and I have uh, just <coughs> discovered something where people are gaming the system. Somehow. Can you explain what that means? Gaming. Gaming the system is. I. This is what I suspect. They pulled it. Uh, Trump? <laughs> yeah, Russia's <laughs> downloading their pond. Yeah, basically. Uh, it's VPNs. I think there's a, there's like a machine. That uh-huh. go, and there's companies that just say, hey, we'll get your show in the top ten. We'll get your show in the top. So then, yeah, like literally there'll be, there would be like this random ass show mm-hmm. next to Joe Rogan on the top or next to NPR yeah. or next to, Fresh you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're like holy shit, like, what the fuck is this podcast? And you look, and they'll have, like, two reviews. And they've only done four shows. And they and not only have they done four shows, they did it on their laptop with their laptop mic. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like you just paid somebody just to... Because it's, it's an algorithm. It's a download algorithm, yeah, unfortunately. somebody figured it out. Someone figured it out, and then they just, they're just they playing with that system and that algorithm. I, I think the key is if you look at the chart all the time, eventually you notice certain pattern. <laughs> certain show will always be on top 100. Eventually, the show that might have been popular for a week or two will disappear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's, a, that's how the system works. Well, I think yeah. as soon as they stop paying yeah. to be in there. But... So you bringing back Yoshi Dinner or what? <laughs> I don't. I don't think, dude. I don't think anybody. If I bring something, even if you got half of those people that you had twenty five thousand, that'd be huge. No, I mean, it, it, and you could do Patreon nowadays. It dropped off. Well, my biggest problem is I start, I lost my job and I didn't have the money. Because let me tell you, when I couldn't have Ernie record every episode, yeah. the numbers dropped. Believe me, the quality, <laughs> the quality, and pro- having a good producer uh-huh. make a world of difference as well, you know. But I wonder sometimes if I didn't lose my job, it might have been different in here because I have to give Lily a credit. She was a gr- very good person, a show co-host, <laughs> and even though you can't really see her, I noticed that every time there's a photograph of the show. 
they comment the fact that She's they're awesome. very interested in looking at her, mm-hmm. you know. And, Naturally. Um, and, um, but if I did something like that, it's got to be something that of interest to people, you know. And mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody finds anything I say interesting, really. That's not – you just said you're going to be on like three big podcasts, dude. Obviously, people but find they, you interesting. But, but – but and you've been on if, if they ask me to, if, Rogan. If, if, if they ask <laughs> people me, find you interesting. <laughs> if they ask me to come back, but um, sometimes I think I'm like this, like a retard that people like <laughs> on, the sh- on the show. <clears throat> I know you're not supposed to use that word, but it really is because um, you think that they just want because, you f- because for your oddity. Sometimes odd or. Um, which is just like because I'm I don't I'm not doing stuff on purpose. Yeah, you know, and but I don't uh, think it's that. I think you're just a unique person that that's what people are hence, drawn to. Uh, hence, retard. <laughs> <laughs> like mm. people, like there's just not a lot of people like you, which I think makes you unique, and which makes people want to hear what you have to say just because of that. Uh, um, like I said, if I do, <laughs> like I said, if I do do it again. It'll, it'll be it'll be a different name, and I, I was I've been kind of thinking about it, but I don't like I don't really like putting pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. But you know, there were serendipity, mm-hmm. some fortuitous or some random thing happened. Yeah, I don't know if you know this. It's it's a Persian tale of three prints, mm-hmm. and their their name is serendipity. Not it's not serendipity, but serendip. Okay, mm. and it's a really interesting fairy tale. They go around to uh, travel, and all this interesting, odd, and wonderful things happen to them. You know, mm-hmm. so, hence the word serendipity. Like, oh, that's where it came from. Yeah, and if I do a podcast, I don't want to like. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I'm going to Vegas tonight. I like to talk about porn stuff, but yeah. you don't always want to talk about that. I, I I like to um, talk about other stuff. It's almost like. <laughs> I think I w- if I did something, it would be random podcast. Yeah. Like, you mm-hmm. know, because, man, I like a lot of different subject matters. I just don't know anything really deep. You're and- one of the smartest people I know, Yosh. Hmm. Sorry, I don't know that many people. Though. <laughs> That's what I, said. I, I knew that was coming. I pretty much just know you. <laughs> <laughs> no. but, like, but, but I like a little bit of um, uh, a little bit of everything. And uh, there was a guy named... Isaiah Berlin, I think that was his name, and he's a philosopher, and he divided the world by two types, fox and hedgehog. Mm-hmm. And he said, fox knows many things, many things and little things, but hedgehog knows one thing and deep, really uh, deep. Yeah. But, but I think what I got from what he was saying, there's a funny scene in one of the Rudy Allen movie when this lady just had sex with some guy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and she's kind of like internal monologue in her head, like, he's a hedgehog, he's a fox, whatever. And um, the reason why uh, <coughs> hedgehog is dangerous is because, well, I think they're considered dangerous because people who know something really, really deep had a huge influence in the world. Mm. Um, Karl Marx, you know. Yeah. And um, sometimes when you think you know something deeply, you think you have a right to impact the world, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I find people who I, – I, I like people who are more skeptic of things, so not sure, versus someone like 
President Trump who, who, who claimed to know everything. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. more, it's really dangerous, I think. I you know? But the thing that you're saying would be that you just want to do the podcast when it inspires you or whatever, just randomly, uh, there's... I could tell you, like, for me, I have podcasts on there that haven't uh-huh. put out an episode in, like, months and, like, a year. Yeah. I still have them. I think people will just keep it there, and then yeah. when you put out something new, they'll listen to it again. Because it doesn't take up any space if you're yeah. not putting out anything. So, I, 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 you know, it's, it kind of, it's kind of funny that we, we were talking like this, but maybe, maybe um, I could do it with you guys, you know. Um, right. Um, I guess you could do it on our show if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> you could take over. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I like. I, I like. Just say this is your podcast now. No, no, I'm no. Fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I like um, doing shows. You you reach certain age. You want to have conversation and and. It, you want to have a good conversation, but um, there's times when I do podcasts, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. It's kind of like, you know, it's like jump rope, you know, like, it's a cold, one person doesn't have to dominate the whole fucking show. It's like timing and showing, yeah. there's, showing a little bit of respect. I know in the mid 2000 and last decade, um, people like putting someone in the spot trying to embarrass them but it's never that's never been my like personality you know like I don't really mm. fucking enjoy that kind of stuff and just talking to friends I think the best podcast to me is people who are into the subject matter and they really love what they're talking about and they're talking to their friends and the listeners feels like they're part of the, the conversation, conversation yeah. and they feel like they know you and then and, and you almost become a friend it's not any more different than when you watch Sopranos or Right. Uh, mm-hmm. friends or something you feel like yeah you never met them you're not part of the show but you you spend so much your time with them that you have a this intimate relationship right I agree mm-hmm. and, and then the podcast should be that because even if you're talking topical you could just tell like these are the friends having a wonderful conversation and uh, yeah. some of the friends I lost over the years because of podcast and whatnot you know you just you, you I have much regret you know mm-hmm. and then um I mean, some of the f- favorite things I've ever heard was that conversation between Louis C.K. and Mark Maron. Like, mm. while you're listening to it, there's so much misunderstanding or misreading of the situation where they stop talking to each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 like, I, like, I like stuff like that, you know? And um, I think what people are really looking for is fun conversation. It doesn't have to be long, but it, it should be intimate, you know? Yeah, yeah. I agree. Like this show. It's just two of us now. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Maybe, 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 maybe. I think so too. Honestly, mm-hmm. I like listening to the shows even when they're not like yeah. – they're really not talking about anything, but they're just talking. They're just having a conversation sure. each week. <coughs> I mean, if you like those two people, you're going to like yeah. what they're talking about and that's pretty much it. And and plus, I'm older too, so it takes a lot of energy to be angry at someone. You yeah. know, uh, Because you realize older you get, you you know that – you're closer to death, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and you're running out of time. You know this uh, carnival um, game that they have. Um, there's a bunch of change on the on the flat table, and there's the things that push you mm-hmm. back and forth. Yeah, and you yeah. you're trying to put a quarter in the right spot where push the You'll bunch of quarters. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you're young, 
your your quarter in the way back where you don't have to worry about falling into that pit, right? But older you get, you're getting closer and closer. That's how it's, you know what I mean? Like every minute that pass, I'm getting closer to death. And yeah, and I think I think it's an Asian thing. It, it's not a morbid thing. I think you appreciate life better if you really think about death, you know. And I think I love. I love the Mexicans when they do that, the mm-hmm. Night of the Dead or whatever that thing yeah. you call it. Dia de los Muertos. It's, I, 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 really, I, I really think it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's not realistic. a, it's, it's not a morbid thing. It's like, it gives you time, reflect on life, mm-hmm. all the people that uh, passed away. And, um, you know, I, I, I didn't know what it was, but a couple of times I went like, because in Japan, they do that stuff in August. They're like uh, showing respect to elders and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not a morbid thing, you know. But white Christianity, they have this, I don't know, it's, it's very morbid with the whole putting people in the casket, putting makeup on the dead person, yep. and have a nice meal afterwards. Yeah. And it's almost like you're sad. Are you sad because that person's dead? Or are you sad because it's kind of forced you to think about your, your own mortality, you know? Yeah. But the brown people and the yellow people, I think they have a <laughs> – it's almost like a really healthy way of kind of acknowledging death, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I turned 50 in May. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And um, – You look great, dude. I honestly. think I think all the people that passed away and, uh, you know, man, it's, 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 it's shocking how quickly people die on you. You know, last time I was – two trip ago when I was in London – there's a club called Lions Den. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say his name because, you know, it's a private matter. But I did that show for that one time. He heard me on Rogan or something. Big fan. I did. He told me just go as dark as you can. <laughs> <coughs> Ironically, it's called Lions Den. I'm, I'm sure it's a biblical reference. And I went really dark. And it's one of the few shows where I did it in England. They were so receptive. I was kind of shocked how receptive they oh, were because really? most places. They don't like that shit, you know? Yeah. And I saw him, and that was lo- that was the first and last time I saw him because two trips ago when I went to London, he said, are you in, in England? Oh, I'm on the pl- I'm literally in the plane leaving England. Too bad because blah, blah, blah. He has a cancer. And, um, you know, we were going back and forth messenger next two, three weeks. You're going to recover from this and that. But um, I think fourth week, he stopped messaging me. Then I realized. Oh, my God. Yeah, so when I talk, message his brother, is there anything I could do? He passed away, pancreatic cancer. But, like, it's crazy. I just met this guy, the biggest supporter of me ever in London. And, and the one guy who <laughs> want to support me passes away. But, um, uh, but uh, yeah. <laughs> and I have a friend just passed away in Vancouver, and Leslie Murray. He was the guy who always showed me around all the drug scenes, but uh, overdose. You know, yeah. It, what that really, on? really pains me because this is somebody I've known less than two years, wow. older than me. But um, it's it, believe me, it's it's harder to get meaningful friendship older you get. Yeah, definitely. I do see that, and now um, you know, in my late thirties now, and uh, thirty six, going to be thirty seven this year, and uh, I feel that I've been weeding out a lot of the people who just. We were just like, look, I don't have time to fuck with this shit no more. Like, you gotta just keep the keep the good ones and people who just uh, are not really adding to your fucking. That's why quality. there's nobody left on our show. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, you know, you know. Someday I'm gonna walk. Someday, <laughs> someday I walk in and you guys are not here either. It's just, yeah, it's just Ernie talking to himself. <laughs> yeah. I used to have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, but I did see. I was just change gears a little bit. Um, I did notice you were at the Bray Improv over the weekend. How did that go? It, it went. It went great, except for that uh, Sunday show. Um, I had a five game parlay. I hit three out of four. And I was three minutes away winning five hundred oh bucks, and oh, uh, no, and uh, Brady, it, it went over. And uh, I was mad at the. I wasn't mad at Brady. I was more mad at New England's defense. And uh, Kansas City wasn't scoring shit. And of course, they scored twenty one points in fourth quarter. You know, <laughs> but yeah, I hit three out of the four. And Sasha Gray, my friend Celio, and uh, their boyfriends were there. Yeah. And I get always self conscious when. Friends are watching the show, so that that was the worst show. But first five, six shows were great. I, yeah. I know his Russell Peters crowds really, really well, and yeah, he had five hundred fifty plus or more wow. every fucking show. You wow. know, Jesus, jeez, that's that's great. How dark do you go with this crowd? Not very. Um, I mean, I did, I did one fisting joke, and <laughs> not bad. Stinky pussy joke, and uh, I can't remember. But uh, it got to the point where I kind of lost them, you know. And, oh, uh, <laughs> you couldn't get them back? I think I was doing all right, but Saturday, two shows, and uh, two shows on Friday, I, I was shocked how uh, receptive they were. And then week before I did the show in Oxnard, um, my car went down, so um, I've been go- it's, it's been kind of stressful. Did, seven did, days. It fi- did it get fixed? No, it's, it's, it's done. It's done? That's what they said? I mean, I need a new transmission. transmission. Uh-huh. It's like two grand for uh, yeah. a $400 mm-hmm. car. It doesn't make any sense. So. Right, right. So did you, <coughs> did you sell it for parts or something? Get it to pick apart? Um, we're, my friend Rosie Trans helping me uh, return the car to the state, and they they give you a refund for like a 1000 or 1500 or something. Mm, that's cool. If if we qualify, so that's where we're at. But um <coughs> Well, at the very bottom, you can call like um, you know those pick up pick your part uh, junkyards, and I sold. Well, granted, my my, my car is pretty popular. The one I sold it was a two thousand five like Honda Civic. Oh yeah, and, yeah, and then really they ended up giving me like seven hundred bucks for it, which is oh. ridiculous. It didn't even yeah, run. that's pretty good, and it didn't even run. So Civic is one of the most popular car to uh, steal too because yeah. uh, people know the reliability and they like you know. <laughs> Yeah, they know it in and out that they can. They know yeah. the, the system. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like, uh, yeah, that was little on the higher end. I had to haggle with the guy because like, he wanted to give me five, and I called somebody else, and he literally, they literally said they're going to give me six fifty, and the guy's like, and I had him on the phone, and I had him on speakerphone, and the dude's like, he goes, oh, seven seven hundred is the highest I can go. I can't go higher than that, and I'm like, sold. <laughs> and it was my uncle on the other line. <laughs> yeah. Um, Thanks, yeah, so. <laughs> But so yeah, I mean, I saw that Russell has like TV. He's a TV show now, and he's doing he's doing well. I'm like really. Wait, what TV show? I saw him on some Netflix or some. Is he play like a doctor or something? Oh, I missed that then. That was just some Indian guy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he raised his bastard. No, no, no. I I that was, was like disease. I, <laughs> no, I could have sworn I saw Russell. I was I was actually very happy for him because I remember him talking about how like no one wants to hire him for like TV, TV movies and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, so, it, it, <sighs> he didn't talk about it. I mean, you saw him. He didn't. You didn't mention. I don't. I don't remember having that conversation. It's, but, it's called. But the, he, it's he, called the Indian Detective. Oh yeah, I don't know. 
It's it. You just made that. No, <laughs> no. I swear. The, the season one's on, on Netflix. Yeah, that's uh, what it is. So um, that, that's why I may have saw one. But is it what like one episode or is he like it's a, a series? A it's a I know, series. but I mean, he's is the he main. A... He's the lead in the series. He's a lead in the yeah. series. He's the lead yeah. of the series. Really? They filmed in Toronto and India, I think, or yeah. Dubai. What's it called? The Indian, the Indian Detective. Indian Detective. It's, Indian it's, detective. It's, yeah, it's. It was a mini series. It's a little on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it was a mini series, so it wasn't like a crazy. But there was uh, it was huge head in Canada. Yeah, was it? Nice. Yeah, I mean they. they um, yeah. I mean he's he's like national treasure up there. There's a ton of Indian people in Canada, right? Oh yeah, yeah. There's like I think it was only like five episodes or something. So yeah, I think they're working on season two or something like oh, that. That's good. So I was like, and see him acting and stuff. I was just like, oh shit. Because I know he has a lot of uh, homies who are directors and actors and sure. whatnot. So I was like, man, it should should be an easy crossover, but I guess not. He's, he's in a weirdly weird spot because there's plenty of actors in Hollywood who trade his place as the amount of money he's making. Yeah. Because you could, you could be in big movies, but that doesn't mean you're making millions. Yeah. Unless you're the top billing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. if you're like a fifth or sixth person in but a big he movie. he is making millions. Yeah. So he can't get it apart. <laughs> So, mm. but know, I, I think that's just the thing that there's just not that many Indian roles out there. Well, unless it's uh, in Bollywood or something, you know, yeah, yeah which which he shits on. So I probably not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's interesting. I'm glad because that- I was thinking that's kind of like the same boat like Gabriel Iglesias, but he's been able to get in a bunch of things. Yeah, he's in, wasn't he in like Narcos that last season of it, and um, he's, he's got he's got a special coming he's up been on a, a several different shows. Yeah. yeah. Gabriel's a great guy. Um, he his crowds are very similar to Russell. Of, co- of course, more more Latin more Latin Latinos. Just like Russell have more East Indian and um, Chinese, I guess. Yeah. But but uh, similar crowds, uh, great guys. But Gabriel's very smart because he he's a very Obviously, he's a funny guy, but he's also a very savvy person. You know, he loved mm. WWE and uh, wrestling. You know, those people know how, how to entertain audience. Yeah. I mean, they really do. You know, mm. and uh, merchandising. I mean, he does it right. I mean, he he's a walking, talking Harvard Harvard Business Review example. You know, like mm. this is how you do your business. How this is how you make a good product and have an incredible good uh, relationship with fan base and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, He's he's great. I've known him. <coughs> yeah, I've heard that he like just put put out a tweet and say, "Hey, everybody, meet me at this taco stand. I'm yeah. gonna buy everyone food." Yeah, yeah. I'm like, damn, I live too far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like that kind of shit. It's yeah. really fucking cool. It's it's a constant interaction with fans, and mm-hmm. I, I, I think I think that's a very important. But uh, yeah, I remember when I lost my job within six months of losing job. He had this comedy festival. He put me on the duty section. And he doesn't have to do this. He just said, hey, bro, I'm so sorry, but I can't put you on the show because your mature is a little harsh for my audience. <laughs> but I put you in that late night show portion of it. He did. You know? he didn't, he's a superstar. He doesn't have to do that. Yeah. And uh, he's always been very kind. And, uh, but, yeah, I remember I was doing Martin Marino's show in oh, yeah. uh, uh, Wild Coyote in uh, Montevello. The place is so rough. 
on the, you know, most non, most white comedians were afraid to go there. And because I was so dirty, I was the only one of the few non-Latinos during the show there. And I remember, it made me uh, so happy one time when I was doing the show, gave his jaw drop because he just couldn't believe that, you know, crazy shit the I was saying. saying. Yeah, because, <laughs> and, and, um, I'm I'm really good at like if it's their drunk crowd, yeah, and I don't care what race if they're a little racist and uh, yeah. <laughs> and drunk, yeah. and, yeah. and they yeah. like it's aggressive humor. That sounds like Mexicans. Yeah. <laughs> they go, they love that. They, they, they like that crazy talk, you know. And, oh yeah, uh, nice. So do I. So I wasn't really perfect for Russell's crowd Sunday, mm. but uh, I kept it pretty clean. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Oxnard, I was shocked how receptive they were. I really was shocked. Mm-hmm. Are you, so you went to New York, and, be, and then after that, what else do you have going on? You said on? you're also going to try to do a Kevin Brennan show? Oh, I already did it. I don't know if oh, you, you already were, did it. Uh, two, two, three weeks ago, Kevin. But it was Burning Bridges. Okay, so that one you have to subscribe for. That's why I haven't heard it. Yeah. Misery Loves Company. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, it's, a, it's the one with the Brian McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does two of them with them. Okay, he I didn't know one, that. He does a free one, which is Misery Loves Company. Yeah. And then he does the Burning Bridges, which you got to pay for. He started kind of yelling at me because I tried to uh, interrupt him. God damn it. Don't you fucking turn. I'm going to kill you. And like, he was. <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> he didn't mean it. He was just like he, because uh, I was telling Esther Cook, he he'll make a good Nazi in movies. He's got <laughs> he's got he if he doesn't smile, he got he's got a he looks very mean, yeah. intimidating. Yeah. But he's a sweet guy. He really is. Oh, Brian McCarthy is like one of the best dudes I know. He's great. Oh, I talk about Kevin. Yeah, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, about Kevin. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think Brian will make good Nazi because he's a, a poor genetic eye thing going. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have killed him. <laughs> oh, that's great. And then you are you going to travel someplace else after New York? Okay, so I'm leaving tonight. I'll be back Sunday night. Then next week I have to do your mom's house Wednesday. Then Wednesday night I have to um I'm sure the listener think this is interesting. Oh, no, but um, I'm going I'm going to Phoenix and then um flying out of Phoenix to New York for like 5-6 days. Then uh, one or two podcasts there. Then um, what are you promoting on all these shows? You said you got something. Oh well, it's, it's, they're not my project. Well, one of them is um, one pandemic, which is the documentary that I produced. Oh really? And I consulted. It's on Showtime right now. It oh aired, shit! It aired December seventh, Pearl Harbor Day last year. Nice. <laughs> and how is it doing? I can't give you the number, but I thought I really thought first week maybe four or five thousand people watching it. Mm-hmm. I was shocked to buy the number how many. It, it, so Showtime sound like uh, very happy with it. This is what I heard right. from my friend Brandon Daly, who produced and film and mm-hmm. made the movie. And um, the number was significantly higher than that. So, wow, um, it's good. And uh, I'm sure we're a month away from on. I guess it will be on iTunes and Hulu. I was shocked. Even Russell Peters' girlfriend Jennifer told me that. Uh, she saw oh, it. Jennifer. I thought he was, didn't he marry, didn't he engage, got engaged to somebody somebody else? That was like know. four weddings ago, bro. It's my bad. <laughs> it's a long, uh, <laughs> long <laughs> weather story, so I don't oh, know. Yeah, no, we definitely don't want to air this on, on on this show. No one cares about that. Um, <laughs> but even, even she sh- saw it, and um, I think it's doing well enough that um, – it helped my friend Brendan great daily. So it's going to be on Hulu eventually. I think so. Yeah. Oh, I want to see it. And um, I think you're probably streaming on Showtime. I'm assuming. Yeah, and so I'm I'm promoting Pandemic. It's it's basically documentary about 
HIV outbreak and porn business 20 years ago. Yeah. And, you know, and of course, porn business usually don't want to talk about mm. HIV and AIDS. So they kind of ignored that documentary. When it was, mm. they, nobody reviewed it or talked about it. You oh. know? Then this month, I was part of the last days of August. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the tragic and sad story about August Ames, yeah. who, interesting enough, she was here in this very room, yep. did a podcast with you and Holly Randall. That's right. And, uh, That's why she died. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, I'm, um, I'm in John Ronson's podcast, and uh, nice. they interviewed me twice, and I think I'm in it like maybe five, six minutes, you know. It's interesting, like, hour and a half interview yeah. reduced to that but um um i mean that so i highly recommend people to listen to that podcast it will be available for the public in april mm-hmm. and if you're audible.com subscriber it's free for you as of now that's great and oh. it's, it's about three and a half hours long and um yeah, I mean that that's definitely something something good to to plug because like it, um it's one of those you did Did you it, listen to it? No, I yeah. haven't. I um, have Audible though. You have that. Audible? Um like, that's the only reason why I haven't listened to it because I don't have Audible. You could join for free for first month. Mm-hmm. You 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 could also get like one book free. Just cancel it. <laughs> well, I'm sure they don't want to hear that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um Audible's pretty dope, honestly. Yeah. Go to audible.com slash ADHD <laughs> for the free promo code. <laughs> uh, to sponsor us. Tell and tell them uh, to end your last free. days of August? Yeah. Okay, I got it. Like li- I was surprised because literally the first thing you hear on the teaser is the interview be- that I recorded with Holly Randall and, and um and that's what I'm saying. It's just that's so, so crazy. strange. It's crazy. That's really yeah. crazy. So I also have some news that I guess I mean for all you guys who give a shit, um that Holly has got permission from the family to re release the August Ames episode. Thank God. Oh wow. So she's gonna be re releasing it. So if you guys are a fan of uh Because it came stars, out and then what you took it down when she died? Well yeah, because out of respect for her family because mm-hmm. August- Was it her family or her husband? Her husband. Who asked you? Um, yeah. So, yeah. It was yeah. It's, it's definitely a weird situation sure. that I was in the middle of. But um, it's, been, it's been written in articles before, so it's, it's not a big reveal. And it's, yeah. it's not a big factor. But um, we, we, I, I used yeah. to work for Evil Angel. And August Ames' husband got me fired from Evil Angel. So I'm, just, I'm, I'm very biased about the guy. Right. Of course. <clears throat> Well, I mean, how can they hate you, bro? I mean, this is fuck that. <laughs> but I, I feel it's it's not a murder mystery. I just want people to know that. Even John Ronson said that. But um, season one, the butterfly effect. It's a story about how widely available free porn by high tech damage the porn valley. You yeah. know, because. They were basically stealing their products, and these, you know, porn is for many of these people livelihood, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's terrible because it's not like okay, it's not like if you're a um, cab driver and you lose your job to Uber, mm-hmm. you can find some some other job. Yeah, it goes to work for Uber. <laughs> yeah, for porn people, they're very much cornered against the wall because the society judge them Mm -hmm. and it's not like they have a a lot of option to transition to another career so what Pornhub and all this where are they making their money nowadays because are they making it mostly from like the Snapchat things they they are they're they're able to take it into their own hands but they still get paid 
like people make con- this is not as much I imagine, but content creators <laughs> will make will pay the star to the actors their their money. So I'm not saying they don't care, but it's just their budgets get smaller and it's well, harder with, for the content. How much creators would you, too. if you had to guess, how much was a pretty successful porn star making about 15 years ago versus now? Oh Jesus! I mean, you think if, it's if, a big if, drop off? It's I think it's a massive drop off. Yeah, because you know? um, they're making six figures. I mean. We're not comparing. We're not saying it's a Hollywood money. Yeah. But yeah, those people are making so much money, six figure. You know, and uh, some of the top star probably made like a quarter of a million or something like that a year. You know, but these days, it's very very difficult. Okay, just imagine yourself. You're 18 and you're hot. Oh yeah. Girl. <laughs> Go on. And <laughs> you you're used to making a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars a day. Sure. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, you don't have a career. How do you? Oh, oh, let's say you even have a career, and you decide not to do porn. How do you make a transition from doing that to going to Starbucks and make twelve bucks an hour? It's very oh, difficult. Yeah. It's very very difficult. Let me tell you. Of course. It's not like you could throw hot hot um, americano in, in your face and get two thousand dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's a very tough. So what Pornhub did to the porn industry. Uh, it's, it's extremely damaging, you know. Mm-hmm. So season one is about how high tech impacted porn business. <clears throat> well, season two, the last day of August, it's a story. Basically, it's about what porn industry does to individuals. Mm. So if you want to get pretty fair, interesting analysis on what's going on in the porn industry, I think John is a very fair guy because, you know, I – care about the industry even though I'm not part of it well I do stuff like consulting and like uh, documentary stuff on the side but mm-hmm. I do care about the business and uh, I think John was the one of the most fair person to cover adult business you know yeah. and especially because what he did for season one um, it, I don't think people in the industry could really say uh, he wasn't fair I think he was more than fair every other documentary they they make a really sad story, you know, about mm. anyone involved in porn because, let's be honest, you can't have a bunch of young girls getting fucked in the ass and hoping for a happy ending, you know. <laughs> right. <coughs> well, because for the, we have for the guy we have, watching probably. Because we, we have such a phobia about sex in this country. And yeah. a lot of people use pornography, but they don't want to know them as a people because it makes them feel bad, you know. Because right. mm-hmm. it's, it's, believe me, it's not an easy life either. You know? No, but what I have seen is a surgence of a lot of uh, these porn stars, and I'm, I'm, I don't even mean top tier. Um, but if you're working in the business, you can make a nice, decent living for yourself by doing, you know, um, you know, what is it? Those uh, fans only yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, some of them are making thirty five, forty, fifty thousand a plus a month. Based on all the subscribers, because instead of you going to Pornhub and just going, oh, let me jack off to whoever, you're like, no, I like this porn star, and she's going to make content curated for me. Yeah. And it's like a weird thing. It's basically the same thing that goes on with, like, Patreon nowadays. It's basically Patreon for porn stars, right? Yeah. It's dope. But here, here's the thing. Uh, much Porn star and podcast, very, uh, very similar. Yeah. Some... You know, because you you kind of have to be borderline star or yeah. popular. Because there's plenty of people who who does porn, a couple of them, and they're done. And the thing is, those images are forever. Yeah. So you know, if you're not star and making the kind of money, 
you did that, and now it's with you for yeah. the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still for it, but the, I think the reason why it's so popular is very similar to why we used to have a Negro League. Mm-hmm. Negro, we had Negro League for baseball because racism, you know. Yeah. So once Major League Baseball got better and, and allowing black people in, Negro League disappeared. We have porn because we're we have a intimacy problem in this country and. Let's be honest. Lack of a good sex education. Right. I think a lot of kids actually go to the porn, getting some advice about sex, which is a terrible, terrible right. because it's entertainment. It's entertainment fantasy. But you isn't know? it the same everywhere? Doesn't everywhere watch porn the same way? <laughs> some countries that's a tremendous job educating their youth about sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, Netherlands, excellent. You know they have this show called Sex Education on Netflix. Yeah, I saw that. I haven't seen it, but I saw it on the queue. I don't think you could make that kind of show in America because um, um, I, I thought it was extremely uh, honest. Uh, trans- there's plenty of transparency and uh, nudity yeah. and things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, in America, we have a very good show called Big Mouth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they had to make cartoon out of it. Like you could, you could only have a frank conversation or something as long as real person, are real people involved. are doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as good as show that is, it just tell you like. Why do you have to animate something that is, that, that need to be talked about? Because we're, we're very hesitant in this country because we love violence, you know. Yeah, yeah. we could show. We love uh, Americans love violence. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why we're so surprised that kids get shot at schools because we love violence and we're more inclined to show that uh, in Europe. They're very hesitant about showing violence. They're they're okay with nudity and things like that. Look mm-hmm. at the priority. We get really skirmish about people, two people having sex or nudity and things like that. But having people heads chopped off or right. get their heads kicked in. or yeah, it can be on cable TV. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're okay with it. So mm-hmm. Insane. Yeah. So, well, um, really appreciate you coming on, Yosh. Where can people find uh, you on the internet if they want to know more about this stuff? Um, just, I think my Instagram is the best, Yoshi Obayashi, Y-O-S-H-I-O. B as in boy, A-Y-A-S-H-I. It's the same thing with Twitter and Instagram. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to Vegas, New York. I'll be in Europe for like a month. Um, I'm going to Naples, Italy, because um, wow. um, I'm finally going to go see their secret museum. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a sex-related stuff. Nice. Um, when, um, oh, my God, what's that town in Italy that got... Uh, Destroyed by a volcano. Why am I? One of my Vesuvius. No. Yes. Is that it? That mountain. That that mountain destroyed that city. And what oh, happened? Uh, so what happened was, um, this this town had all these nude pictures and new statues. Mm-hmm. <coughs> when the archaeologists rediscovered the city, the modern Italians were shocked by all the. Uh, Expressive sexuality and nudity and things like that. Mm. They put all those sex-related stuff in a place called Secret Museum where only the rich and elites were exposed because really? the people in the position of power thought if the ordinary people saw it, it would bring so much chaos to the world. So, um, You're going to go? Oh, yeah. That's the reason I'm going to Naples. Um, and um, it's, wow. it's 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 very very. Is it in Campania or is it? No no. I'm um, tell you right now. I, I'm, I'm spacing out. Um, 
But that mountain destroyed. So every, literally when they got there, everyone's literally like walking the street and just, you know, kill. And, yeah, instantly. yeah, yeah. And they're still stuck there, right? In like their yeah, position and things like position that. that. Pompeii. Pompeii. That's what it was. And, um, and so what I'm working, you know, I've been working on this like one-man show about porn. But, but I'm trying to figure out why we have such a – Unhealthy attitude about sex and um, porn and things like that. So another reason I want to go to India because um, New Delhi is like rape capital of the world last several years. Mm. And I'm trying to figure out why. And it's, everything is related to this Victorian attitude. The British showed up and took control of India in 1858. Mm-hmm. And they brought their morality to the Indian. So um, all this... Whether it's ancient Italy or ancient India, they all had a very good attitude about sex. But then the British came and fucked the British up. and this, <laughs> this, this uh, Puritan thinking. Uh, I just think, I just, I always question people when they use the word pervert because whoever calls someone pervert is probably most likely uh, the real pervert themselves. For real. <laughs> For real. You know. Mm. Well, if you want to hear more about this stuff, uh, I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Months. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, uh, would, I would love to get an update on where you're at. And you really need to start your own podcast about, about porn or something. I don't know. Or you know what? Just tell people next time you're on somebody's show, just be like, listen to my podcast, ADHD. <laughs> just go ahead and do that. Nice. <laughs> well, for the time being. But uh, yeah, yeah, thanks, Yoshi, for coming on. I appreciate Thanks, you, guys. You guys uh, taking some time out of your busy schedule to. It's not tra- busy. Your, busy, your traveling <laughs> schedule to uh, to get to come here. So thanks. Yeah, thank you, man. See you guys next week.